Hey, and welcome to this very special episode of Take It Black, brought to you by the National Indigenous Music Awards and Music NT. I'm Rachel Hocking, coming to you from Camaragal land in Sydney's north. And my co-host today is the very deadly whale wine woman and super editor at NITV, Tara Wise. Welcome to Take It Black. What is up? Thank you for having me. I'm so happy to be here. From behind the camera to in front of the microphone. Uh, yeah, but not in front of a camera, thank God. Yeah, well, <laughs> hey, babe, there's still time. Yeah. There's still time. We're stepping up. Slow steps, baby steps. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. The National Indigenous Music Awards, or NEMAs, as we like to say, mm-hmm. they're happening this weekend. Saturday night, correct. That's right. They're going virtual, just like everything else everything in else 2020. In yeah. <laughs> yeah. How much are you missing live music at the moment? Oh, I miss it so much. It just occurred to me, it's the first weekend of August, so Splendor in the Grass would have just happened like last weekend, the weekend Literally. before. And I'm just, that, I'm gutted. That, been, that hurts me. It really does. I, I've been getting notifications from previous Splendors I've been to and uh, also the Gama Festival mm-hmm. that happens up on Gumach Country in yeah. northeast Arnhem Land. Uh, I, earlier in the year, remembered Blues Fest would, mm-hmm. would have been taking place. Uh, it's, it's crazy. It is crazy. But how do you feel about all the virtual concerts that have been happening? Look, I think it's definitely shown that people know how to adapt, if anything. Yeah. It's not the same. I'm not going to lie. I want to be in a sweaty mosh. You know, I want to have a couple (laughs) drinks spilled over me. I feel like it adds to the experience. But I'm glad that we can find a middle ground. And everyone's in the same boat right now. We all just are sort of looking uh, looking for a bit of an escape. So if I can have virtual music or no music, then I'm going to take virtual music any day. Absolutely. It is still pretty deadly to have the awards go ahead. 100%. We're creating an online sense of community. Uh, especially for our Victorian brothers and sisters who are going through their second wave of the Very lockdown. Very hard times, yeah. Absolutely. And so if this is something that can help bring us all together right now, I'm all for it. Absolutely. In this episode, we're going to play you some interviews I've done with nominees, Mal Power, Alice Sky, and we're going to play you some tracks uh, throughout the show, which is exciting because we don't usually get to play music yes, on Take It Black podcast. Yeah, so... Yeah, I'm, I'm all for that. And we're going to be joined later in the show by hip hop artist Dallas Woods himself. EK boy. Hey, hey, hey. To kick us off, I actually think that we need to play some tunes. This is the name, it's the mm-hmm. National Indigenous Music Awards. We need to celebrate our black music. It's one of my favorite tracks from the past year, nominated for Song of the Year at the Nemas on Saturday. It's Better Things by Kian. <laughs>
Deadly is Kian. Just such a good voice. She really is. She's nominated for New Talent of the Year at the Nemas this weekend. I've had the incredible pleasure of seeing her perform live. And if you're familiar with the work of Yorta Yorta artist dreaming now, then you also would have heard her on some of his tracks. Yeah, now she's making her own waves. Making her own waves. How good are our young black women coming through? So deadly. I feel like a proud mum. I feel like you and I understand (laughs) being in this kind of industry, being a black woman, like seeing other women succeed, snaps. Absolutely, that's it. It's it's about holding us up, you know. Yeah, like 100%. one of us succeeds, we all succeed. Definitely. It's actually something I touch on a bit later in the show when we'll play my interview with Alice Skye, mm-hmm. who's, you know, another young black woman Deadly. absolutely killing it. But how important the black matriarchy and that solidarity yeah. with each Supporting other. Supporting each other, 100%. And absolutely. like Alice Skye went on tour with Emily Waramara, you know, just like it, they're all, they all know each other. Everyone's yeah. a family. That's how it should be. It, it really, it really is. We have so much to get through, so we should probably start moving on to some of the other Nemas nominees. Earlier this week, I caught up with Mao Power. He's a Torres Strait Islander hip-hop artist and performer. He's been releasing music for a while now, but last year was his first album since 2014. 
Now, it's done pretty bloody well. I absolutely love this album. It's called Blue Lotus, The Awakening, and it's nominated for Album of the Year. And Mao is also up for Artist of the Year. In this interview, I started by asking him what it feels like to be recognised by his own community at the Nemas. And if you have sharp ears, you're probably going to notice that Mao's dog is yapping away in the background during this interview. Take a listen. Um, being nominated, I think it's a great honor. Uh, and being nominated for two categories, Artist of the Year and Album of the Year, that that's just um, super exciting. Uh, being that the Nemas was one of those um, on my goal list to um, attend and achieve and you know, be nominated. And this is my first interaction with the, with the NEMA um, event at any level. And that, that happening to be my first nominations as well for both the album and Artist of the Year. So it's been great. And having, a, I believe, like having a platform like uh, the National Indigenous Music Awards is something that for artists coming out of community or First Nations artists nationally, uh, strive to, um, we see as the pinnacle. So that's what we strive to achieve. And uh, being recognized in the community, just it's just humbling to know that people um, are listening to the music and enjoying the music and enjoying what we create. How does it feel having this event this year? You know, we've all been in lockdown. Uh, we've had a changing world with coronavirus spreading Absolutely. to our communities and, and causing, uh, you know, a complete change in the way that we do things. How does it feel having an event like this and recognition of your music with everything else that's going on in the world? That's a great question. I think it's very important that this event goes forward in all events, uh, especially now with um, what the current climate is, not only with the pandemic, but you know, um, you know, global movement of Black Lives Matters and all of these things are coming to the forefront. It's great to have positive stories and positive platforms where we can showcase what community is still creating. Um, even though something like the pandemic and um, these these um, global social movements came in, it doesn't deter from um, stopping creativity and allowing uh, community members and artists to still be able to create, produce, and push our stories out there. And I think right now in this time where everything is so uncertain, we need more community gatherings. We need more platforms like this to be able to unite the voices and also give us a glimpse of hope and what it can be, you know, moving forward. Yeah, you mentioned Black Lives Matter there. And I've seen a lot yes. of artists use this moment to respond to those issues of deaths in custody, to respond to the oppression of black people across the world. Let's talk about your album and uh, the nomination you have. So it's called Blue Lotus, The Awakening. It dropped last year your first album in quite a few years, and you're collaborating with a heap of artists, Jimbler, Benny Walker, Radical Sun. What have you gained from working with so many other artists, especially Indigenous artists in this country? That's a great question. Thank you for that. Um, that collaboration has really allowed me to experience more growth. Seeing these great artists be, you know, excellent in their field and um, their craft and what they do really um, inspired me and be able to work with them collaboratively uh, and creating these projects allowed me to grow as an artist as well. I think it was a progressive next step from the first album. Uh, we wanted to be more explorative, more collaborative uh, and allow the music to have a much more emotional drive. And I believe these artists, it only goes to show that we just have immensely phenomenal talent out in communities. Yeah, we have amazing talent uh, coming from all over the country. And like you said, the Nemas is an amazing platform for them. This album that you put out, Absolutely. you 
you release um, some tracks on this album that you actually put out a few years ago. So I think it was 2017 when Koiki came out, your dedication yes. to Eddie Marbo. Can you tell us a yes. bit about that song and its place on this album in 2020? Okay, yes, thank you. Um, that song, Koiki, uh, was a, uh, a song that was gifted to me by the Mabo family. So there's an original um, version of the Koiki that was created by Gail Mabo, which she asked me to do a rendition of it. And in doing that to mark the 25th anniversary of the Mabo decision, the Mabo case, uh, which marks a pinnacle point in history for uh, First Nations people in Australia and globally, it's recognized globally. Uh, and that that was the case that overturned this notion of terra nullius, uh, which then recognized First Nations people as the original peoples of this land, or was one of those pinnacle points in that, that decade that um, allowed that conversation and that actual statement to be recognized. The importance of creating that song to mark that time was for me personally, because I was so inspired and I grew up around that era, you know, the 1992 Marble case and around people who were still on the uprising and on the affirmative movement of carrying on the actions that was their predecessors in 1967 and pre-1967 set in tone. For me, it was the right thing to do because we're carrying on the same work. Even though this is, you know, decades and decades of work, it doesn't stop. I mean, it doesn't stop with our elders and our, those who set the platform. It is our next generation's responsibility to pick up in whatever form we can to carry it forward. And through music, I saw that as that was what my purpose was to create a story and mark a time that future generations can refer back to. Uh, these are pinnacle moments in our history, not only Australian's history, but First Nations history. And putting it out on that album is the purpose of being able to keep that story alive. We're carrying on those stories of uh, um, those who have laid the foundation for us in all our forms, through media, through creative arts, through business, you know, through academics. It's something that being committed to do something it will inspire the next generation to know the importance of carrying on the work. So tell me then about some of the newer tracks that you dropped onto this album, which weren't released prior to 2019. What, what sort of message are you trying to get across with, you know, there's some beautiful songs on there like Tree of Life and I love Warrior Dance, actually. Thank I you. I was playing that just earlier. But what sort of messages were you trying to get across with the narrative with all of the song choices on there? I, I'm a conceptual writer, so I write an album format. Uh, it's not individual songs. Uh, and I set a premise. And for me, Blue Lotus, The Awakening um, is a story about growth. It is a story about the searching for wisdom and knowledge. Uh, Blue Lotus in uh, ancient um, Eastern philosophies represents this, this um, path of enlightenment. And coming from that concept, before the album was created, I dreamt about the Lotus and it, it put me on this path to be able to um, to start finding myself. And it was the natural next progression after the song of freedom. You know, and I tell a story that freedom became so big off the first album that it clouded and overshadowed what my vision and journey was moving forward to a point where I started having self-doubt. And that became the blockage of why there was a gap between two albums because I couldn't see a way out of um, this narrative and this story. You start asking the question is, what is my purpose? Can I recreate this moment? Am I worthy? You know, and, and you know, am I worthy to be the spokesperson of a nation of people? Uh, can I carry the stories forward? And then during that time, that's when the Lotus started to appear and the album concept. And it showed me that what I created with the first album was a moment in time 
but you never re you can never recreate that moment that you should naturally progress and grow. And that's what the learning was. So the first song I actually wrote was I Am Worthy, which is on the album. And that set the tone of what the album was supposed to speak about. So each of the individual tracks in its sequential order tells a story about this journey that you go on of finding yourself, receiving that knowledge and wisdom to carry on for personal growth, but also to, to um, express uh, your importance to the next generation or your importance in this time in that piece of work. That's a really honest way to talk about the track freedom and the response to it. it do you think that's something other black fellas in this country grow through when they reach a certain level of success that they start to have doubts about themselves like you just articulated? Absolutely, I believe so. And that's in every field. It could be academics, it could be in sport. You reach a pinnacle and it's a plateau. It's a natural plateau. What I've learned is, for me personally, when I reach that plateau, that just means that there is a, a threshold that I need to search for how to get to the next part. It's something that needs to grow within my life, whether it's spiritually, whether it's dealing with emotional traumas, or we talk about transgenerational um, traumas, like these things really play impacts. Um, and I, I, I uh, covered that in Tree of Life. Tree of Life speaks about the perspective of how, you know, this epidemic of suicide is prevalent within our culture, but it's a global epidemic. Going back to seeing when thresholds, we look at before going through this journey with the Blue Lotus album, I saw threshold ha as limiting perspectives where you start having that doubt and that question. But what I've learned to run on this journey was that is showing you that you've grown to the best that you can at this particular field. It's now time to transcend that and you need to find new ways to grow personally, internally. When that happens, the external follows. And we can certainly hear that uh, your album is a gift and I think that the rest of the nation Thank you. would certainly agree. Uh, for my final question, we have so much young talent on the NEMA's nominations list this year. Yeah. What's your message? I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, I'm too, hey. What's, I'm excited. Yeah. What's your message for the next generation that's coming through? There's so much messages that I can give to the next generation or the, the young artists coming through. Uh, but I guess the one value that I would like to leave for, for any of the young artists or aspiring or emerging artists coming through to take away is be, be true to yourself. You know, speak your truth, live your truth, and uh, uh, create with your truth. Uh, and that has carried me throughout my whole career, but also my whole life, that I've never deterred away from my truth. And once you stand in that place, it's all aligned to culture, it's all aligned to knowing self. Once you stand and speak from that place, it will magnify and do what it's supposed to do. That was beautiful. Thank you so much, Mao, and good luck this weekend. Thank you very much. And um, yeah, I, I appreciate Thank you guys for taking the time out to interview me. You're listening to Take It Black with Rachel Hocking and my co-host, Tara Wise. Take It Black. That was Torres Strait Islander artist Mal Power talking with me about the Nemas being the pinnacle of what artists like him aim to achieve. It's a pretty deadly thing to acknowledge. We also yarned about imposter syndrome or the doubts that black artists have when they achieve a certain level of success. It's a pretty common feeling as a black fellow, hey, Tara, and he actually even mentioned in there that he felt not worthy at certain points in his career. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I feel like every artist in particular feels that because you're so emotionally tied to what you're doing and it represents so many people when we're talking about mob. Like you want to make sure that you're doing your your culture proud essentially and that is a really big burden to carry as an artist. Yeah, absolutely. And to feel that 
as a First Nations person or artist that your work is only valued because you are First Nations mm. rather than for the work itself. Yep. That is such a common feeling Definitely. amongst our people. And so to have the name is, I think, is really important because it's not about the fact that we're only valued because we're Indigenous. It's about valuing black excellence and our success within a safe space. Yeah, and you really just want to, it's about lifting us up within our culture and, you know, seeing how Mob reacts to that art. That's definitely what the Nemus is about and it's amazing. Absolutely. It's just about the rest of the country waking up and paying a little bit Uh, more attention. (laughs) Uh, So Mao Power is nominated for Artist and Album of the Year. Make sure you check out that album from last year, Blue Lotus, if you haven't already. Here is his dedication to Eddie Marbo, the song Quiki, first released in 2017 and re-released on his album Blue Lotus in 2019. The civil rights movement swept across Australia in the 1960s. Many people fought for their basic human rights. The right to walk into shops, cinemas, try on clothes, swim in a public pool, to buy a cuppa from a local cafe, and of course the right to vote. They are part of the movement changing the world. One man, Eddie Kweki Mabo, took the fight to the highest establishments in the land. He challenged the most powerful laws of the country. A legacy of a courageous man, a freedom fighter, a deep thinker, a free spirit, a father, son and brother. A person connected to the history and a visionary that saw long into the future. He knew that things must change for his people. The messenger breathes his truth with the native tongue. For the future, the journey, an important one. His story was one about birthright. History will remember this great fight. That moment, terror nally is abolished. Planted a seed for our people to be acknowledged. Inspire minds with visions of sovereignty. Reclaim our heritage, reclaim our identity. A warrior stands for its beliefs. What is a chief if he never learns to lead? Carry the flags, burn a memo created for us and tell our stories so our children believe. George Mai said we deserve the best. The time for change is here, stand proud and show our strength. And in this moment, may we never forget those who fought the battles for us to get respect.
That was the beautiful sounds of Mao Power and Radical Sun with Koiki. How amazing was that, Tara? Mm, it's such a good song. It really is. Uh, I think the fact that it's a dedication to Eddie Marbo and everything he's done for our peoples across this nation, mm. I, it's you can really feel the passion. Yeah. He's, um, He's paying homage to the people who's come before him. He stands on the shoulders of giants. 100%. And, and in his interview, he was talking about speaking your truth, living your truth, and that's his culture. Like, yep. What better than that? Absolutely. We're pretty, uh, we're pretty bloody lucky to have black musicians in this country singing truth every single day. And one young man who has been vocal about all that and more in the last few years is Noongar hip-hop artist Dallas Woods. He's also been nominated for New Talent and Film Clip of the Year at the Nemers. Dallas Woods, welcome to Take It Black. What's happening, my sisters? Hey. How you going? I'm good. It sounded good saying I'm nominated for two Nemers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, you got to start introducing yourself like that when you go out now. Yeah, claim wow. it, bros. If I can go out, I'm stuck in Vic. Hey, uh, hey, so first of all, how are you coping in lockdown? I'm good, you know, I don't say that lightly. I'm sort of taking this year to work on myself as well, so I've been in isolation as well on this my own personal journey. So just trying to follow the rules and just, yeah, pretty much just praying for everyone who's doing it a bit rough, you know, and just hoping that we can get past this real soon. Yeah, that's that's really beautiful. I mean, like you said, a lot of people have taken themselves um, into their own world right now and trying to focus on what they can do to uh, make themselves uh, grow during this period. But obviously that's not an option to everybody. You know, some people are stuck in homes that aren't safe right now. Some people are stuck in areas that are over-policed or some people just don't feel safe with their mental space, not being able to reach out to their friends and stuff. So it's good to hear that you're doing all right, brother. No, thank you. You know, and especially on that mental stuff, you know, like if any, everyone that's listening, just make sure you're talking about it, you know, because we it's a rough time and, you know, some people might be facing mental issues for the first time. So, you know, it's uncomfortable water to be on and, yeah, just sending my love, really. Hey, that's beautiful. So, yeah, good reminder. If you are out there listening, reach out to someone if you need to have a yarn. Uh, Dallas, I just want to say, like, a couple of years ago, you dropped that track nine times out of ten. Uh, you know, it was a song about over-policing of our mob. It was a song about deaths in custody. And then this year we've seen Black Lives Matter explode. What has that been like? Um, you know, it, it, it's always good to see us getting the platform that we need to get across a message that is, you know, a worldwide problem, you know. And for me, it's something that I go through every day. So I've been, I'll always fight for it. And just to see other people finally not so much get on board but find their voice and be able to feel comfortable enough to stand as allies instead of like this being like, oh, you know what? It's not really my problem. I'm just going to sit over here and do my own thing, you know? So it's good to see the response. And yeah, just all, all the strong artists that are actually releasing music around all that stuff now, just finding their voice because we need more of them. Yeah, that's deadly. Um, I just want to talk about you as an artist, you are talking about releasing music. You recently just dropped If It Glitters, It's Gold, which is vastly different to a couple of the other things that you've done in past. It's really funky. The video is mm -hmm. amazing. I had a good old chuckle watching it and I need to know where you got your matching velvet tracksuit. We can chat after this, I think. <laughs> um, now, I read that it was inspired by a 70s cop show. Is that correct? Yeah, so just, you know, growing up, watching all the cop shows where you know, all these people were sort of had the fast cars and wasn't afraid to, like, go against the law to, like, make sure the law was served, you know? Mm, yeah, I love that. There's a couple of absolute 
absolute little nuggets of gold in that video. It's so cheeky. Like it's yeah. such a cheeky film clip. And I think compared to some of the other stuff you did, I really I like the fact that you're trying to laugh a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. because it, we we do so carry so much weight in our communities of having to tell a lot of the truth about what's going on and 9 out of 10, uh, you know, that was such a bold track and you were really trying to tell that truth. It's nice you're able to have a laugh as well, you know, and do something that's a little bit different. Yeah, like... Because this, like, anyone who knows me personally knows I'm cheeky at heart. Like, I'm just, that's just my style. <laughs> and, you know, pretty much all the kids from the Kimberley are cheeky, the cheeky Kimberley kids, you know? So, um, yeah, now, nah, you know, the song itself lyrically is a very strong political stance, but I wanted to be able to show people, like, the musical side of me, like, to have fun, you know, actually be able to act and just try something different so I can grow as an artist and also, you know, just venture into music, you know, because it's, it's never-ending, so just trying to find what's next for me and you know, I'm, I'm happy that everyone sort of, you know, resonated with that. Yeah, and you're also nominated for New Talent of the Year. How does it feel to be coming up with so much deadly young talent in the country at the moment? Uh, it's amazing. You know, like I've, I've, I've seen a lot of these, these people slowly chipping away and, you know, obviously I've been doing it and I just want to give a big shout-out to everyone, you know, that's nominated and to all the artists that didn't make it that barely didn't make it you know there probably would have been a real tough decision and you know the, the, the future is bright for you know black music in australia and artists from all different mobs from all over like showcasing their stories and you know it's good to hear a lot more language being thrown around and like actually used and people not seeing it as like a shame thing it's like mm. proud of your your mother tongue and proud of where you're from and your tribe and it's just a good good thing to be a part of and to be mentioned alongside those names. So I'm I'm blessed. Yeah, it is really beautiful, hey. I think you're right. Like we're starting to see Indigenous languages normalised, you know. Let's stop treating them as like some separate category. They are beautiful and they should be treated as mm. the music that you listen to every day yeah, in prime definitely. time spots. Yeah, 100%. I mean, oh, Dallas, your journey is amazing. Like just last year, 2019, Nemas, you won um, the Unearth competition and you performed there and now you're a nominee. Like that's only a year. 12 months is not mm-hmm. a long time and that is incredible. Yeah, I guess... Into like three Nemas already, and it's finally mm. for the first time my name is up there. So it's, you know, in the lights. Yeah, it's it's, it's weird because <laughs> like um, you know, a lot of people say it. You know, you know, they're humble, but I don't really like that stuff. But with this one in particular, it has a more of a spiritual, like meaningful mm. accolade. It's like you know, my people are watching. So you know, yeah. it, it's what the people I do it for. So yeah, mean cheaps and. Yeah. That's really beautiful, you know, that recognition from your own mob, hey? Yeah, because, like, that's the people I want to inspire, you know. I'm not, like, I want to inspire everyone, but, you know, I see the strength of, you know, what this country has to to offer and the talent, and I just want to let them know that anything is possible. Like, reach out more than sports, even more than music, you know, go out and be the first to do something that no one else has done before from our mob. Yeah, I love that. That's deadly. Anything you want to do, you can do it. Absolutely. 100%. Hey, so you're a long way from WA right now. Yeah. If you could speak to anybody listening back home, what would you say to them? Um, I'm jealous. I'm jealous that they get to <laughs> actually play footy and go out and chill. True. Nah, no jealousy for them all. <laughs> I just want to say, you know, I can't wait to get back on the home soil and to, you know, all my mob back there, um, you know, keep 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 excellence, you know, black excellence, keep striving for better. And big shout out, big happy birthday to my sister, Didi, you know, 
she she's 27 today so hey, yeah happy birthday. happy birthday so yeah nah and big ups you know Ike 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 hey what's that East Kimberly hey? East Kimberly East Kimberly you know <laughs> that's it oh thank you so much for having me on Dallas uh, we're really really thinking of you down in Victoria right mm. now we hope you're looking after yourself your mental health and that you know everybody else is reaching out if they need to good luck this weekend brother Thank you very much. And you two beautiful ladies, enjoy and stay safe. Hey, <laughs> thank you. All right, too easy. That was the very deadly Dallas Woods. How so cool deadly. is he? Yeah, he's such a nice guy. So easy to chat to and he's come so far. I know, right? Like his journey is, it's awesome to watch. And I know he just said he doesn't like the humble stuff. But he's a humble fella. Yeah, 100%. And, and you know, it really shows when someone knows their roots and mm. they know where they come from. Yeah. I reckon it's time to take a listen to the track that Dallas has been nominated for in the film clip of the year category. This is If It Glitters, It's Gold. I got pals in the pen, got pals in the pen since the age of 10 With a face like them, with a face like them Not my fault that I fit the role How I got the role because I'm fit to go Tell me hit the road with the things we stole When the popo knock, brother, I don't know They say in Dali the kid, man, how you do them like that? You must be someone important No way to who got your back They looking up for the plug So I throw them the bag And they get whiter, 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 whiter Wasted like that And it goes
You're listening to Take It Black with me, Rachel Hocking, and my deadly co-host, Tara Wise. How are you going? Oh, I'm pretty good. That track is such a bop. So Go and watch the music good. video if you haven't. Just Absolutely. do yourself a favour. You, you really need to. It's Dallas Woods with his track, If It Glitters, It's Gold, and it is gold. It is so funny. Pure gold. Pure gold. <laughs> 70s cop shows. <laughs> He, it doesn't um, <laughs> get any better than that. It really doesn't. And like you said in the interview earlier, it also has a really strong message. Mm. So, um, yeah, make sure that you're supporting all of the artists we're talking about at the moment. It is our Nima's special episode of Take It Black. Tara, we've seen a lot of mob writing music lately that's been inspired by the global Black Lives Matter movement. Uh, even before it exploded this year, we know that our mob have always written about our struggle. Mm-hmm. We've got Treaty from Yothi Yinbi. Yeah. And even in the past year, we've had Barker and Dobby write that track, I Can't Breathe. Yep. If you know the artist Dreaming Now, also known as Neil Morris, you'll know that his entire life's work has been writing and singing about our people's struggle, their strengths and their achievements. And I think that this is something that um, comes so naturally to blackfellas. Yeah, definitely. I mean, they always say, write what you know. And I think that definitely comes out in music. And, you know, especially in hip hop, I find that's my favorite genre to listen to. Hip hop is very, very political. It's always been about talking about the issues that you're facing and, you know, talking about the oppression that you face. It's been like that since the seventies. It's going to stay that way. It's always been black. It's always going to be black. Yeah. And I think like, you know, we saw it Jimbla with his track, um, Black Life Matters with Ellie Mae. Like mm-hmm. he's been doing it for years back in 2013 when yep. he released his collab with Horror Show, Own Backyard, you know, it's easy. It comes easily to us, I think, to talk about because it's what we've always known. And when you put it in something as effective as a piece of music to get it out on every platform, you know, I feel like people are so much more open to hearing about things when it's in something that they can enjoy listening to or enjoy watching. That's why movies work so well. We've seen, you know, Spike Lee over in America has insane success in black feature films because He's talking about what he knows and it gets through to people. That's right. He's an expert in his life experience. Exactly. Uh, but also, you know, beyond hip hop, we also see these messages come out in our pop stars as well. Mm-hmm. Thelma Plum, her Better and Black album. I mean, come on, it's it's boppy and it's yeah, awesome, but it's it, it has a message. Mm-hmm. And she is unashamedly saying, I'm a black woman in this country and you're not going to take that away exactly, from me. Exactly, exactly. And no one can take that away from her. You know, you've got to be proud of where you come from and proud of who you are. And when you are like unapologetically who you are, no one can say anything against you. Hey. That's it. Uh, it's actually nearly time to wrap this show, but I'm really loving this conversation with you, sis. So I feel like we're going to have to come back and take mm-hmm. over again pretty soon. <laughs> Very soon. Uh, it's time to introduce another NEMA nominee. Tara, I had the pleasure of catching up with Wemba Wemba and Wagaya artist Alice Skye. Now she's nominated for Song of the Year with her beautiful, vulnerable track, I Feel Better But I Don't Feel Good. Now, in this interview, we talked about a lot of things, but I started by asking her what an artist like her has been doing during isolation. Yeah, it's an interesting time, obviously, for everybody. And I thought that, you know, not having to perform on stage in front of people would feel more comfortable for someone like me that gets quite anxious on stage. But it's still strange, like playing to your phone. I actually find it really hard and I miss being able to be in a room full of people. Um, What is it about being in a room with people that makes that experience different? um, Hearing people clap at the end of a song. 
um, definitely helps. So yeah, not having that is weird because you're just like, okay, I've finished the song now. Um, next, I guess. There's like energy in a room when you're with other people and you don't really get to have that when you're, you know, on Instagram live in your room mm-hmm. by yourself. Yeah, that's a really good point. Um, with the virtual concerts, though, have you found them um, to be at least some form of outlet for you during this time, considering especially the artists have been some of the hardest hit by this whole pandemic? Definitely. And I think you know any opportunity to still be able to perform for new people during this time is really amazing, especially because I'm, you know, I have been doing it for a little while, but not that long. And so still being able to reach new audiences is really important for me. So, yeah, being asked to do things um, for the Art Centre or for, like, the Canadoc concert, yeah, you don't know who will be watching. So it's nice that you still have that opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, you know, we're still having the Nemas going ahead this weekend. Uh, it's going to be like a virtual award ceremony, which we're seeing more of. Why do you think it's so important that we still go ahead with these massive events for our community, even though we can't actually be in the same room as each other? Uh, It's so important um, because you can still connect online. It's just a different form of connection. Yeah, I'm excited. I'll definitely be watching. It just kind of makes me feel, yeah, it just feels really nice. Like watching the Vic Nadoc concert was like the most joy I'd felt in so long. It was just so wholesome. And like blackfellas in the comment section, I swear, are the most wholesome. wholesome they really are. <laughs> <laughs> you always um, got someone's uncle in there, you know, talking up wearing or too deadly. You know. <laughs> too deadly, mom, yeah, no, like, oh, that's my niece. That's my niece. <laughs> <laughs> it is very wholesome. It's, it's a very safe space. Yeah, and I think, you know, the internet isn't always that. So if there's an event that can create that kind of environment for people to hang out online, it um, definitely feels pretty vital at the moment if you're just at home all the time. Yeah, that's a really good point. Let's talk about the song that you're nominated for. Um, I feel better, but I don't feel good. You know, the title, it really hit me when I read that. And I, I think I heard you say somewhere that it was from a text message you'd sent to a friend. Uh, being very honest about that question that we all get asked, um, especially by people who know us and who check in on us. Are you going okay? How are you? And I think to be that honest and vulnerable is something that we're not really encouraged to do a lot of the time. Do you think as a society we're almost encouraged to do the opposite when we're asked how we're going and to say, yeah, I'm great, I'm really good, when maybe that's not always the truth? Yeah, I mean, just speaking from my own experience, I guess, it does feel like we are encouraged to just, like someone says, how are you? Like, yeah, good, thanks. Like, you're not going to really launch into, you know, I mean, yeah, it's hard because... Um, sometimes you maybe don't want to talk about it or you don't want to be like a downer but also you're not really doing good so yeah I mean I go through moments where I'm like I'm just going to be really honest I'm going to say how I'm feeling and then other times I'm like there's no way I'm doing that I'm just going to say I'm doing great <laughs> yeah yeah and and it, and it is you know about self-preservation as well and when you're ready for that conversation 
Um, you've always been pretty vulnerable in your music though and, and getting these messages about talking about our feelings and, and how we're going and, our, and you've always been very vocal about your mental health. Is that something that you put into your art and your music on purpose? Not so much at the beginning. I think um, my first album, when I was asked to record it, I just kind of thought that only a few people would hear it. I probably wouldn't have to talk about what they mean. <laughs> and now that happens a lot more. But I think it's probably because I use, like, songwriting for me is where I can place those feelings and how I can process them. I think like everybody has a different tool for them that helps um, you work through your feelings and songwriting helps me do that. And so they do tend to be pretty personal and um, exactly what's going on. So um, yeah, it definitely is strange when I think about it for a long time, but um, I try to be as honest as I can. And, and it's resonating, you know, like, I mean, you're, being recognised at the NEMAs, not just for the first time. What, what's it like to have your community recognise you at an awards ceremony that, you know, isn't for the mainstream, it's, it's just for blackfellas? It's special because um, quite often you know the people that you're in company with in the nominations and they're all people that I am inspired by and, um, and love their music and, like, follow their staff so it's nice to like yeah be, see yourself in that context. For the rest of the year you've got an album coming out you've dropped Grand Ideas which honestly is one of my favourite tracks this year. Um, I, I think that you've obviously got a hell of a lot of on your plate but what what is the rest of 2020 look like for you? It's hard to say at this point what the rest of 2020 is going to look like at all but we recorded the majority of the second album that the two songs we have out at the moment are a part of. So working on bringing out a new single really soon. We were hoping it probably would have been out by now, but um, yeah, just taking the changes as they come and um, trying to just navigate things a little bit. But yeah, hoping that there'll be a single soon and then towards the end of the year, the album. Yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> You're listening to Take It Black with me, Rachel Hocking, and my deadly co-host, Tara Wise. Take It Black. Just before you were listening to the beautiful voice of Alice Kai yarning with me about the year that she's had and what's coming up for her in 2020, including hopefully a new album, Tara. How oh, deadly would that be? I want it, but I don't want to get my hopes up. Oh, I think like this year has taken away so much mm. from us. It's got to start giving. Please. Please, an album. That's all I want. That's Music gods, want. hear me. She did say single, though, single. Is, is definitely in the future. Yes, that's what I need in my life. We need to know because she's dropped two tracks recently. Um, I really love Grand Ideas mm -hmm. and the film clip for it. I think that Alice Sky is taking us on a journey and I want to know where it ends. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm really excited for everything happening. Definitely. She's such a storyteller, like an album, head to toe. Hey, oh, I just froth, yes. So before we wrap up, I think it's time to take a listen to Alice Skye's NEMA-nominated track, I Feel Better But I Don't Feel Good.
of Alice Sky there and uh, coming to the end of this episode Tara it's really made me miss live music I know watch me over here crying in the corner yeah <laughs> thank god you can't actually see us I know thank now. god it's radio thank god it's radio but you can see music not live in person but online and just as good, I think, at the yeah, moment. Yeah, I mean, you, know? you can be in your trackies. That's a pretty good compromise. You can dance around your mm-hmm. lounge room like no one's watching because the Nemas are coming to you this weekend on Saturday at 7pm. You can watch them on our Facebook page, our NITV Facebook page. Make sure you check it out. You're going to get live performances from Thelma Plum and Maisha. What could you honestly ask for more on a Saturday night? Like, that Literally. is it. That is it. Lock yourself in, get your favourite snack, you know, a wine if you want or an orange juice if that's your <laughs> thing. 
and dance like no one's watching because guess what? No one is. <laughs> ah, kind, uh, of, kind of bittersweet, but that's the beauty of it. It is the beauty of it. Thank you so much for joining me for Thanks this for very me. special, you know, Take It Black, Nima's name is coming up it's everything that we want to talk about it's black music black excellence it's black excellence brought to you by two black women and before we go i do have to give a shout out to nigv's other podcast by the way it's all about basketball make sure you listen to grace and mccarthy Jaden whedon and dan g on balling out um you can tell there's three men hosting that show (laughs) (laughs) they're coming back after a little hiatus and uh we'll give you some more details on the next take it black i'm sure that's our show thanks for joining me you can get us wherever you get your podcasts from remember to stay deadly and always take it black Need a few minutes to reset? Great Minds is a podcast from SBS that guides you through different meditation styles from around the world. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.